This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on Insurance on YouTube. I am an attorney whose license to practice law is now inactive as I have retired from the active practice of law. I spend my time now acting as an insurance claims consultant, an insurance claims expert witness, and as an author and producer of these videos. Today, let's talk about the people who are subject to testifying at examination under oath. Obviously, the named insured and all parties who fall within the policy definition of insured must submit to a proper demand for examination under oath, or EUO. Employees of the insured, but not employees of independent contractors. Agents of the insured, such as a public insurance adjuster, mortgagees, or loss payees, can also be required to submit to an EUO. Employees of the insured, but not employees of independent contractors, must submit according to Appleman's Insurance Law and Practice and a case called Mortgage Affiliates versus Commercial Union Insurance, a 1967 decision uh, in New York State. A corporation must produce its officers for EUO since as a fictitious person, it can only testify by its officers. A failure to testify could be charged to the principal, the insured, on general agency grounds. Consider Gipps Brewing versus Central Manufacturers, a Seventh Circuit decision from way back in 1945. A petition in bankruptcy does not relieve the insured of the obligation to appear for an EUO. The trustee or receiver is not a substitute for the insured. The EUO conditions apply to the insured only and those who fit within the definition of insured in the policy. When an insured assigns his or her benefits to a health care provider, the obligation to attend an EUO remains with the insured. The insurer has a good defense to the claim of the providers if the insured refuses to attend an EUO. The obligation to attend an EUO does not shift to the provider merely because the insured assigned her benefits. Consider Marlin Diagnostics versus State Farm, a 2004 decision of the Florida Court of Appeal. Deportation or incarceration can excuse the insured from compliance with the requirements for EUO. Unless, as has been done often, the EUO is taken in the prison where the insured is incarcerated or the county or country where the insured has been deported. I, in fact, traveled all the way to Taipei, Taiwan, to take an examination under oath of an insured. It happens I've also taken examinations under oath in various jails and prisons. 
in Monticello Insurance Company versus Mooney, the Mississippi Supreme Court in 1999 found that, quote, the insurer's attorneys notified Mooney and her husband, Ralph Mooney, that both would be required to submit to examinations under oath and further that they were required by the policy to produce personal, business, and tax records and related financial information. Joyce Mooney submitted to an EUO on April 18, 1990. Ralph Mooney did not attend. The Mooneys argued he was not required to submit to an EUO because he was not a named insured under either policy. No financial records were produced at the examination, nor at any other time. Mooney explained this failure to produce the required records by asserting that any records pertaining to Little Rebel Meats had been burned in the fire. Additionally, Mooney explained that the records documenting their personal finances, as well as records concerning her husband's business, Pontotoc Stockyard, were immaterial to the investigation. We have found that clauses in insurance policies which authorize insurers to conduct examinations under oath are reasonable and valid. We have further found the questions and documents relating to the business and personal finances of the insured are material to fire investigations. For instance, in a case called Allison, we stated that persons claiming under a policy of insurance similar to the one sub judici and their attorneys should be aware that they are required to respond to all reasonable inquiries and to give all reasonable assistance, and that failure to do so may well deny them recovery. The injuries in the present case were reasonable, and the fact that Ralph Mooney was not listed as an insured under the policies had no relevance because Joyce Mooney held an interest in Pontotoc Stockyard. The financial standing of Joyce Mooney encompassed the financial standing of her husband and her husband's business in which she had an interest. Thus, the production of their joint financial records is required by the policy. The records are relevant to the determination of the financial condition of the insured, and the Moonies improperly withheld this information from the insurers, thereby materially breaching the contract. Close quote. In State Farm Fire versus Michelli, a 1987 Illinois case, the court held that the duty to demand an EUO applied only to named insureds and not their children, even though coverage extended to them. In apparent response to the court's holding in Michelli, many insurers have modified their policy language with respect to their right to demand an EUO. The modified policy language typically provides, quote, your duties after loss. After a loss to which the insurance may apply, you shall see that the following duties are performed. As often as we reasonably require, submit to and subscribe while not in the presence of any other insured 
examinations under oath and produce employees, members of the insured's household, or others for examination under oath to the extent it is within the insured's power to do so. Close quote. Determining who must provide any UO depends entirely upon the specific terms and conditions of the insurance policy under which the claim is made. Depending on the type of insurance policy, the identity of who must provide testimony can differ greatly. Who must provide EUO testimony can be any of these persons. You, insured, insured person, members of household, others within your control, employee or representative, any person making a claim. The failure of a person eligible, for instance, for no-fault benefits to appear for a properly noticed EUO constitutes a breach of a material condition, thereby vitiating coverage. When the plain language of the EUO provision states that, quote, any person or organization making claim or seeking payment, close quote, may be required to attend the examination, a person who has an assignment from an insured is any person and can be required to submit to EUO. It is well established that an assignment transfers to the assignee all the interests and rights of the assignor in and to the thing assigned. And this can also control those contractors who take an assignment of benefits. And they also must submit to examination under oath. These are just a few examples of how policies may differ in the scope of who must provide testimony. Once counsel understands who may be compelled to provide testimony under the terms and conditions of the policy, it becomes their job to advise their clients which individuals should be requested and or compelled to testify. This video was adapted from my book, The Insurance Examination Under Oath, Second Edition. Available from Amazon.com as both a Kindle book and as a paperback, and also available from my website, Zalma.com, by clicking on the Insurance Claims Library link and finding the Examination Under Oath book. If you found this video to be of use to you and consider it might be helpful to others, Please subscribe to my YouTube channel and advise your friends and colleagues of the existence of this channel. Thank you for your attention.